Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. A green, a right? A green, a right? A green, a right? Want to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. Come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Morning, folks. How are you all keeping? Are you well? This kind of slightly frosty morning up here in West Clare, anyway. It's the first bit of uh, hard ground. You wouldn't have been doing too much galloping this morning, Mark, I'd say. It is just starting to change now, Dela, from the flat to the national hunt, something that will be very dear to myself and TJ's heart. A bit of uh, the slow ground now, Dela, to be fair. I'd say you'd appreciate a bit of slow ground yourself as well, to be fair. <laughs> it was the top of the ground, Claire, Mark, I'll have you know. I tell you, I like the top of the ground. I like when the old sun was in my back there and young McGrath was running rings around me there. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, Johnny. How are you all on the 3.4 uh, million on the Black Rock Road? <laughs> They're all good, they're all by inflation, inflation. Is there any chance you take a few phones out of the credit union and, and put up a few pictures, is there? <laughs> 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 I said, yeah, well, the mortgage is too high, I can't afford to finish it inside. The price of electricity. The utility bill has gone to 15 grand last month. <laughs> oh yeah, you can tell already. You can tell already there's a lot of Cork accents uh, on, on board today. But welcome uh, along, TJ, as well. You are the three in a row All-Ireland champions. I suppose only right that we um, give you uh, a full mention as well. Uh, Limerick semi-final weekend. But of course, uh, let's face it, there's only one show in town. Nando, you'll turn off the phone, do you? Patrick Mullen. It's right wrong time, Mike. Might be a fellow trying to give me a few quid, Dale, or the pension season's coming up. So the phone line will be left open 24-7 now, like. Yeah, I must give you a ring about that, actually. I could do with a bit of a text right <laughs> after. But, <laughs> man, I do a special deal good. for you, bye. Uh, good to be back, lads. 13th of October. I suppose we are feeling that little bit of a sting and the, the nights have closed in, but it's it's fantastic. If you are involved around county final time, uh, we all know the feeling where the extra few lights have to be got from somewhere. And, um, yeah, all, all that goes with it, and maybe the bowl of soup being brought in after the soup and the sandwiches. And, yeah, 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 La- yeah, yeah. This is when the ladies' committee really kick in now. They find their feet at this time of the year. The chairman has done all the diplomacy all year long and says, Ladies, is there any chance you'll get a gang together there? The boys are yeah. training Tuesday and Thursday night, coming straight from work. We gotta keep them happy. Obviously, I'm sure, I'm sure they're the same in the city as well, Shani, are they? I'd say you'll be a good man to go for second helpings, Landers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there more soup in that bowl? Yeah. Is there more soup Obviously, in that bowl? 
obviously Shani <laughs> acknowledging that there's a lot of women that work hard all day as well and there's a lot of men out there that can make sandwiches as well like just to keep everything kosher everything we the world we're living in now Mark <laughs> Are you afraid we're going to appear on the on the RT news tonight singing their singing I'm our famous songs and trying to dress up? Yes, it's unbelievable. We're going to talk politically correct now. I, I'm in the wrong show, there, I'm afraid. I said I said there'll be a lot of phones next Monday. A lot of lads told turn off the phone. Turn it off. <laughs> we had a nice yeah, bit of singing last Sunday yeah. night as well, TJ, and there wasn't too many phone recordings going on. Last Friday night, I have to say, yes. down in the bowls of West Clare in a small little quiet country pub. Unbelievable stuff. Exhibition of singing, I have to say, from the Limerick lads and the Clare lads, in fairness. It was, it was tit for tat there yeah. for a while. We had the great Richie Stapleton keeping the score there, so I think he had us marginally ahead at the end. So um, in the draw. Yeah. Oh, it was a draw. It was a look at, there was some good tunes hanging. But yeah, in fairness, there was a great, lovely establishment. The old turf fire was going and... It was kind of an old bit of a windy Friday night, and so you know ourselves. What else could you be at? Oh, and if you mean, in fairness to Eilish, we were extremely well looked after. We cannot complain. It was it was brilliant. Dalo even had a go at getting me to, to pull a few pints of Heineken. My first attempt wasn't great, but I was kind of improving as the night went on. <laughs> so he said that if he's stuck for staff there someday, he'll give me a shout. Not sure if it's pulling the pints. There was a rumor there, teacher, that you that she been right through lockdown. Like so, it's only a rumor now, but. Uh, room, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I struggled there. I know. I only have, I only have bottles in my little place, like so. I don't have the old uh, mm-hmm. tap. Not yet, anyway. I'd love to yeah, have joined you, Dela, but unfortunately, I had a prior arrangement. Twenty-five year reunion with the McKilly team, the wonderful awesome. senior county, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, I missed the Clarecastle one the previous week over here below in 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 Goran Park. Okay, anyway, that was not a good day out. Gordon, we'd, we'd prefer to run a bit better. She just didn't settle as much as we'd like, Katie Tay. Uh, <coughs> still ran okay, still ran okay. And uh, a lovely meal, fair play to you, whoever you wrangled it off. She'd be <laughs> fine. The, the hot to finish, actually, seventh behind her, came out and won a maiden hurdle the following weekend. So the farm yeah. has been franked very much so. And one of the horses that, that ran against them, the Goths bumper last year, came out and won a bumper over the weekend. So the farm has started. She's Tucked up now. She's gone away for our winter break. And we'll see her back in February. She'll be going back into training. We'll be looking looking forward to a spring, uh, early summer campaign for maiden hurdles. So we are starting at the bottom, Dale, and working our way up. And uh, we are, TJ and myself, we're in negotiations for another couple of horses there with Willie Mullins. So thanks to all the the, the, the members who joined. We, we've captured it. I think just under 500 members, which is fantastic. And I think for the 100 people who are racing and for the 90 or so that stayed on in the river court afterwards for a bite of grub and a couple of wee bevies into the late night in Kilkenny, it was a fantastic success. So if we could get, we, we managed to get Hoagie to pass for 200 euros. If we could get McGrath to pass for 200, now I can tell you that would be some bonus. <laughs> well, I, 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 I wouldn't know much about the racing, but Mark. Hoagie didn't die Bap <laughs> skirted over that 25 reunion very, very fast earlier. I heard a very good joke floating around that my good friend Johnny Farrell told. It's probably too explicit. He's after that. I can tell you now, I'm after hearing about 15 versions of that story, to be honest with you. So it depends on what you're Anyway, it's not a bit of We won't repeat it. You think you get a bit of sense 25 years later? Like. It's worse for getting, I can tell you. It's worse. <laughs> 
That's a huge occasion. Uh, even though I see you, Marco, there, I watched the two semi finals last night. I see you pleading for to let the people in for three quid and four quid. I, I think there's going to be uh, 20 quid in, is it? 15 for students, is it? Something like that. Uh-huh. Um, 15 for the terrace and 20 for the stand. I'm looking at it there now. Today's one in front of me. I'm looking at your Cunningham as well inside in the club gym, I'd say. Looking very uh, tuned in. Um, Expecting 20,000, Mark, which would be a record nearly from modern times, I suppose, in, in one way. Oh, that'd you know, be that'd be a big that'd be a big result now if you could get 20,000 people. Um, you know, to be fair, for the county ball, I think 20 euros for two premier finals. So you have the Premier Intermediate, Castle Martin in a scarab beforehand as the curtain raiser, and obviously the Rockies and the Bears in the final. So 20 quid. I think that's very good value. I did call it out on the live streaming. You might, if you stay to the end, that the terrace was 17 euros there, which I thought was overpriced. I happened to get a move for 15 euros because there was a member of the county board listening to the live streaming and brought it up with the members to say, how do we put up that price of 17? So I'm led to believe it was it was changed to 15. So we uh, and I still thought it was too expensive to be honest with you because I think 12 euros would be more than enough to go into the terrace because. I'm not sure the anybody supporting their team is going to go to two matches on Sunday, but I still think it's good value that you have two finals on and you 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 know you have a stadium fully seated. You can have your bite of grub. You can get a cup of tea. You can have a pint if you want it. You know, so like the facilities are there. So I think it's very good value, and um, I suppose I, I would be big on. I, I do believe the county board may have done a bit more promoting or maybe clubs go out to the national schools in the city and this isn't just in the bars and the black rock facility i mean all the schools in the city and give them a view a voucher for whatever it is and get the kids to want to go to the match the kids obviously are left in for free anyone under 16 years of age is free to go but look if i'm at home and charlie comes to me at nine years of age i said dad i have a voucher for a match there on sunday to three euros will you, will you bring me to the match so what's the parent going to say? Of course I'll bring you to the match. And you don't have to be supporting either team. You're just going up to see two county finals. And that was my argument. If you have a 45,000-seater and you have 20,000 seats and there's no one in them or 10,000 seats with no one in them, I just want to create an atmosphere because the players, the mentors, the clubs, they'll be the benefactors on the day because it, cre- it creates a massive, massive atmosphere. I was lucky enough to play in one in 1997. We beat SARS 25 years. There was over 15,000 people paid into that final, Anthony. The, the old stand, the old cover stand, Shani, as you'd know, now to be very soft down the front of it there. That stand was closed an hour and a half before that match that day. And when we came out, we couldn't believe it as players. When we came out in the field to see the stand full, and then when both teams got the huge roar that went up from the stand. So... That's something that people will experience. The Bears players would have never have about experienced. About sixteen clubs, We'd about twenty-three actually. <laughs> we twenty-three, but just so people know what Imikili was about, it was an amalgamation of junior and intermediate teams. It was a great foresight of the county board to allow divisions to play, and the reason behind it was it gave players from junior and intermediate clubs an opportunity to play senior hurling, and that's what it was about. So, like, you, you look at Seamus Harnady is probably the best well-known modern player. Comes from a small junior club in East Cork called St. Eaters. And just the one pitch, no dressing rooms. Um, 
all that kind of stuff. So that just shows you what the, the, the allure that Amy Killy has. And Jamie went on then to captain Amy Killy to win three counties in a row. So that's that was the purpose of Amy Killy. And it has served, it has served Cork well as well. Because the, the 99 All-Ireland winning team, there was a huge amount of uh, players came out of that. Evan Dew would have been another team. Division Fergal McCormick came out of that in 1996. So it has been a huge feeder as well, the divisional teams for Coxie and Holland and football teams now, because the likes of Duhalla uh, have been very successful in football. So that's that's what yeah, the divisions is about. You're quite unlucky not to be there again, obviously beaten in a, in a penalty shootout uh, by the Rockies. Shani, just to get your own take on that, obviously we all know about the big three in Cork and, and your own crowd, the Rovers, very much of that. You'd be north side of the lead. The other two would be south side of the lead. Would they kind of, would the rivalry be more bitter between ye and one of them or between the two of them? Um, probably an equal measure, but if you were to call it, um, we, we sing a famous song and um, it goes, one, we one. don't care for the Rockies or Sars, all we want is a wrap off the bars. That's how it finishes. <laughs> And it, it goes on and on and on. But that's kind of the way it finishes. All we want is a wrap off the bar. So there is a ferocious rivalry that goes way, way back um, between both clubs. But calling it, you might say, marginally, marginally the bars. But, and Mark is right about loads of things about getting, getting people in and encouraging, encouraging them in with a token or a lower price. Um, I do think, though, there'll be an awful lot of the romantics will go on Sunday. It could be actually... At market could be an older generation. It could be guys that haven't seen the Barrows haven't been in the county, haven't won a county since '93. Like, um, and they're they're such a famous great club that other clubs have been hovering around the thing and getting to semi-finals and finals. The Barrows haven't really been contesting anything of note in the last number of years, but it could be a smash and grab. They're that kind of a club. They could come from nowhere, win their county, and I'm not saying they'll be gone because they have a great young panel. Um, they have a great young team and a, a, a number of lads on the bench that are young as well. But it would be typical Bears to come from nowhere and, and win their county. Um, but I think there'll be a lot of the romantics. I think there'll be a lot of guys. There's a lot of uh, articles going on the last couple of weeks, Dalo. Um, myself and Mark would have seen them, TJ, about, you know, they're going for a double as well and they got a double in, eight, in 82. Um, they beat Duhallo in the football and coincidentally they beat the black rock as well in that final in 82 um so there's there's just a, a, the list is endless their achievements both clubs but i just think the romantic side will will just really come to the fore um there could be a lot of um car passes required for guys bringing the car as close to the ground as possible <laughs> it could be a lot of that age vintage that, that goal um and for me obviously <laughs> We're nearly in that category ourselves, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're um, all right, Shani. You can nearly walk. You can nearly walk to the Black Rock. I can nearly walk. Go by boat. I get both the boat off, Reggie. Yeah. So look, watching both of them last night, like, I'd say you'd be impressed with both of them. I mean, there were three fairly sub two substantial wins. You know what I mean? Um, I think it was 3.21 to 21. You were doing the first one with Fraggy. Um, they just seemed to get the goals. I, I, what struck me listening to you last night was the amount of times you mentioned space and, and the amount of space they were able to, you know, to get for Cotter and Connolly up front. 
as well as having you know a big men like DC and the O'Keefe's and that who were able to win their own ball and and that kind of thing and and the backs were solid, but they did they got a multitude. I'd, I'd find it watching both games. I, I'd find it hard to see Blackrock being beaten if they could get that space. No, that could be down to Joe Cunningham and his tactics, I suppose. Um, yeah, like what I what I've noticed, funny enough, because I would like obviously then you know you're going to other games as well. I did the intermediate A game before last Sunday, Dungorni and Tlidov, and a lot of the teams are going kind of man to man approach, and in, mm. in you know in that intermediate A game as well, um, just after halftime, Dungorni moved Shane Hager to get full forward, who caused havoc for ten or fifteen minutes, and Tlidov didn't drop a man back, and then in this game that followed, um, Corsi's. And Fadron is, it was a very man-to-man type approach as well. But, you know, the bars are astute on the line. I don't think Joe Cunningham will go with that type of approach. Like, I think, you know, they rotate the inside man a lot, Black Rock. So it could be DC for a while, stays inside with Robbie Cotter. Connolly comes out. Then Connolly just subtly moves in. And DC, without a major call coming from the line, the call seemed to be almost pre-planned. But I think Joe will, will, will fall for that. Um, they'd probably, we covered the game, Mark, the Bowers and Sars earlier in the year and they brought Jack O'Connor Sars brought Jack O'Connor up but didn't Damo kind of hold his own he always held that centre back position yeah. even if Jack peeled off him and Damo's a good experience he's an excellent experienced defender inter-county level so they'll probably have him protecting to a degree because there's no doubt about it like DC Cotter Halloran Connolly like mm-hmm. they're capable of 1-4 one, 1-5 one, can each. shift and then yeah. the other two, yeah. they know, like they're not of huge name, but I, I, I was a minor selector in 2010. Shane O'Keefe was involved in 10 and 11. A brilliant, brilliant Black Rock player, like a brilliant hurler. It's gone past him probably for the cock jersey, but himself and Mark O'Keefe do absolute Trojan work. A bit like Buggy maybe for, for Bears. So while that both sides, and in particular, I suppose, the, the, the Black Rock side, are capable of creating space and cre- capable of getting huge scores on the board, they have a fantastic ability to eerily to win ball and like to Shane O'Keefe who mightn't score but will create scores and then we'll chip, up, chip, chip in with a huge goal he got a huge goal against Demo Kelly in the quarterfinal um, but I don't think the Bears will fall for that I think Joe Cunningham is astute and will know that if and I think you're right you're right Johnny because at, 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 and it played out actually in the round robin game earlier on Anthony in the championship where Blackrock laid 11 points to 2 after 12 minutes and Joe Cunningham changed up his whole approach He created there was 8 defenders for about five or six minutes to stem the tide and slowly but surely the Bears came into the game. So like I would say that the Bears have plenty of armory both on the sideline and on the field to change up to whatever type of a game plan they want to play. And the space is a big thing for the Bears because I'd say the Bears have a little bit more toe, I would expect, than the Rockies. And when you're playing in Parky Cueve, mm-hmm. and I just the weather could play a part in this now on Sunday as well. We're hoping obviously it'll be dry, but I think the weather is due for rain and stuff like that. So that might have a slight bearing on it as well. But I think I think certainly the 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 sideline smarts and that, that's that's nothing against the Rockies. It's just that Cunningham is very very astute in the line, and he's already proved that against the Rockies this year. Is it the same manager um, for Black Rock? Was there when they won the last one? The two no, Louis McQueen, McQueen is the um, oh, Louis McQueen is the uh, manager of Black Rock now. I know him better yeah. than anyone. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. Louis well. Sorry, Louis. Louis has a great record, lads. Savage. Yeah, like Black Rock style of play this year has been 
I would say, Anthony, has been a couple of different ways, right? The match against um, the Bears earlier on, they really moved the ball fast. Like they, they got 11 points in the first 12 minutes of the game. And if I'm not mistaken, I said they got 10 of them from play. And they really played fast, mm. direct hurling into the inside line. And as the year has progressed, they've seemed to have slowed it down for more possession games. So against the McKilly for long stages against the McKilly, they looked like they were going to be beaten. They were playing a lot of lateral ball and possession ball. And the ball was very slow going into the likes of Robbie Cotter, who's having a really good season. A lot of people are saying that Connolly hasn't had a good season. And I think a lot of, and I mentioned this before, he's deprived of a lot of ball. If you have someone like Connolly in your inside line, it's like having a Charlie Carter inside for your Islands or Ben O'Connor for Newtown Chendrum. If the ball doesn't go in there, you can't hurt the opposition. So there has certainly been a change in the style during the course of the season. But I suppose BlackRock can certainly mix it up. The question is, what game plan are they going to go with on Sunday? Yeah, he certainly, yeah. he certainly got bags of it in the semi-final, um, without any doubt, Connolly did. Just to mention Louis McQueen, Louis, Louis was a uh, coach to the Clare Miners when they made that breakthrough at Ireland Minor 97. He would have been there with Davy Fitz in 13. Um, he would have managed St. Joseph's to win their first championship in Yonks and followed that up with an All-Ireland club. Um, and a second Munster club then along with maybe the two more championships, I think they won four championships maybe altogether. And then he went to Galway and Liam Mellows had been out of it for years and years and, and brought them at least one championship anyway, TJ, and beat in the yep. final. Maybe you beat him in the final, did you? Beat him in two yeah. finals. And two, so like he, he has a huge record of success and it seems to follow him round and uh, he had a fierce belief in himself. So he's a good man to have in, in your camp. I'm not saying Joe Cunningham would be short of belief in any way. But you were doing the second one, didn't teach. I mean... You could say it was nearly over for it started with one ten to a pint, uh, you know, after about 15 minutes. And then almost immediately then the red card, which I'd have felt was tough enough on the Newtown lad. Um, you know, young young uh, Ben Cunningham seemed to spin into him, if you like, with a bit of pace. And, and it looked worse than it was, I thought. No, and I thought you both agreed on that. But then... The Newtown, I, I, you know, I should really have the first game. I thought Robbie O'Flynn was outstanding mm. for Aaron Zohan. Jesus, I thought he was, it was a, it was a, but a, equally, I thought Tim O'Mahony, re, he was a bit unlucky with a few wides that he got, but he drove Newtown back into the match. And, and you know, they only went down the tunnel. They got five points in a row and only went down the tunnel, five points down, I think 113 to 11. And Jesus, the throw in wasn't, <laughs> hadn't hardly taken place. When um, what's his name? The big lad. Um, to, no, it was it was Ben Cunningham finished it. But, ben um, Cunningham, yeah, Ben Cunningham. Yeah, um, it was a run by Jack Callan. Give a beautiful flick in the over the corner and, and yeah. put it across and great finish. Great two great goals actually. Brian Hayes' goal was a great goal in the first half as well. But like that seemed to be game over. Then really didn't it? It was I mean very hard to come back from another whammy like that again. And you you're forcing goals and. It just goes to show if you do get off to that start. And I know they did get off to the start when they played the Bears already, but um, a Newtown fair did stem the flow. But when you concede a goal again like that at the start of the second half, TJ, you're, you're, you're going to find it very hard to dig in again. Yeah, especially a man down as well. Look, 
Dale, at the top of the show there, we kind of said there was the, the intro has, there was a small bit of a needle there. I, I, I'm sure that will never be more prevalent than on Sunday. This game is set up beautifully. I had the good fortune of seeing both semifinals. No doubt for me on the day, the two teams that won had the better players and the better forwards and both were moving nicely. Yeah, you could question the opposition at times and you could question the defence of both teams at times. Like you'd say, from a Black Rock, like how can you leave a Robbie or Flynn score seven points from play, right? So like Black Rock will have to do something like that because like Brian Hayes is the top scorer in championship with 315 from play, right? So you can't have somebody running the muck, right? Ben Cunningham is having a great season. I have to say for the Bears as well, I was really impressed with two boys in the middle of the field. Um, ben O'Connor and Eaton Toomey, especially early on when that oh, yeah. game was like tough early on, the two of them, the two of them were excellent. But in saying that equally, on, on the Black Rock side, you have like Robbie Cotter, who's flying it as well, uh, 215 from play, Ty DC, Michael Halloran, Alan Connolly, all really, really good forwards. So two beautiful sets of forwards and a little bit different, as I said this already from a Cork point of view, is two big, physical, strong teams. That's probably a little bit different to the norm. So there's going to be probably a, possibly a big Pat Ryan watch here as well, right? As to a nice little test for some of these players to see how do they get on. This is a pressure game, possibly more so for the Bears, given it's so long since they won um, a, a county title. So how do these boys get on in this environment? There will be a brilliant atmosphere there. You touched on the two managers, like obviously locally, Jerk Cunningham, his experience, like obviously will come to the fore. So he grew up in these type of environments and I think he spoke about them already. Louis brings huge outside experience, which probably may, may be a little bit more relaxed where he can take a step back from it and probably won't be living in this outside all week. So loads of different angles here, but for me, set up to be a brilliant game. And we'll probably talk most of the time about the forwards and the scorers, but I really think it'll come down to which set up or which defence is basically more organised or more controlled in the day. Like, there's no doubt from a Bears point of view, you cannot give... I saw him the last day. Like, Cotter and Connolly is a two-man inside. If you leave 40, 50 yards of space in front of them, Dale, it will be very much like you marking Shiny McGrath all over again. <laughs> He'd get a pint to me. He'd get a pint. <laughs> and if the ball is on the other end of the field, TJ, he'd be chatting away about the race. He'd be chatting back at Davy. The disfile thinks he's going to get a goal, Davy, shortly. <laughs> no Speaking thanks. of goalies, and, and uh, again, O'Mahony, I'm going to go back to O'Mahony. I don't know whether he's a back or a forward, but he's a good joke. And, you know, whatever he is, um, that catch and win the penalty, which is what a great save then from, from young Hurley in goal. And for, I don't know if he's young or old, Shane Hurley. Uh, in goal young. for, for, young. for he's young, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. great save across his body with his right hand as well, I think, or across his body with his left hand. So, um, just goes to show that there's there's very good players on both sides. Who would, is there a danger the occasion might get to the bars a little bit, but being in the football as well? And uh, there seems to be an awful amount of hype like every Monday morning, I buy the paper and thereafter, you know. The dream is one step closer. And with the Rockies, I know they have a couple of dual players with, with St. Michael's, is it? That's the name of the, yeah. the club. Yeah. There's only four or five of them, I think. Um, would, would it be danger? It might get to the Bears, like, you know, 20, 29 years is a long time not to be in it. And and uh, um, and now you're, all of a sudden you're in both. Now, I know they've picked up a bit of experience. And Gerald Cunningham would have referred to that today, that the footballers have kind of shown him the way. So um, that, it, that it might actually be a help. But still, it's a big occasion around that area, isn't it? Around Talker, it's it's a big, big deal now. 
Yeah, it is. Um, I, I suppose, and again, no two eras or vintages or whatever are the same. It kind of reminds me, though, um, you see, like when we were when we were minors, we used to have the city division. Mark would have Imo Kelly. We used, to, we used to play the city division championship, and you'd come out of that, and you'd go into the county championship. That's the way the format was in Cork in the 90s. So in the Glen, the bars were our nemesis in 1991, 92. Jimmy was looking after the bars, minors. They had a ferocious minor record. I think they won three in a row. He was managing that Cheer team. A lot of that team then were the backbone of the 93 Bears team. So you'd Mickey Ryan, Anthony O'Regan, Colm Duffy, Paul Ford, his nickname was Mini, Niall Hosford. They were all brilliant underage players and they got their county in 93. And like underage, that group there have dominated the underage scene, say like Ben O'Connor, Ethan mm-hmm. Toomey, who TJ mentioned, who was really earmarked for potentially Coxinger stuff down the line. He's a fabulous player. Um, Jack Cahillan, uh, Ben Cunningham, they were all, Willie Buckley, lovely little player in the corner, they all won mm. a minor championship two years ago with Brian Hurley, who's co- coincidentally Shane Hurley's uncle, Brainy Boy we call him, he was he was actually in goal, he was a cock minor goalie in, in 93, he was a brilliant goalie himself, um, going back a bit, but uh, but came then at a time when Joe Cunningham was in goal, so there was no one coming in himself for Fergal and he had to wait in the wings um, as subkeepers mm. to Cunningham, but it, it, it has a feeling for me, right? When you're about 14 or 15 now, Sonny. If you're a goalie, what? you'd want to be nearly weighing up. When you're about 14 or 15, when you're a goalie, you'd nearly be wanting yeah. to weigh up the situation in the club, wouldn't you? Oh, you would, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was no chance of the bars. Like, imagine being a sub goalie yeah. with your cunning in his prime, like in the 90s. <laughs> I'd never go off corner back yeah, or corner yeah. forward or something. <laughs> but, 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 but the whole thing, and I'm trying to see, I'm trying to answer the question around occasion. Yes, the obvious is yes. Will the young fellas handle it? The, ba- the Black Rock guys are more experienced. They might be slightly stronger physically. But there is a cockiness out there um, and all these lads. Ben O'Connor is is potentially an, uh, a rugby sensation. Like, the Munster lads are after him. He's a press boy. He played in the Munster Cup um, final last year. Uh, he took a kick um, against Christians. I don't know if you, if you saw it on, on the wing and buried it over the bar and I'm not sure what the rugby talk is when you put it over the bar but he buried it over the bar anyway I'm not sure what the rugby lads would call it but he uh, he kind of turned nice execution Sean <laughs> it's the same and as in the hurling it's worth three points it was over anyway that's it's just one one shot. but he turned to the crowd and he kind of gave the signal you know like you know with the, hush, the, hush shush. the shush job they're well able but I, I, I think from an occasion point of view um, I think they'll handle it. They're they're just well able. They're used to the underage stuff. Jack, obviously, you've the three Carlands that played a football as well with, with the Havens here. So Jack will be experienced in that regard, getting to the latter stages of competitions from the football perspective. So I think they'll handle it, Dale. I think it'll come down to it could come down to some fella maybe that hasn't been having an unbelievable year. I think someone like Jack Callan has the X factor. I just think he has something. He's a fabulous hurler. He's brilliant for you. Mentioned him earlier. He created a great score just at the start of the second half. Didn't have a great game, but like we had Jack as a minor in 19. He's a special player and hasn't caught fire yet in the championship. And you know yourself, these are fellas then that have ability that could go away and get one four and get mad at a match in the county mm-hmm. final. So it could be a, a, a someone like that that just catches fire. But from an occasion perspective, I think the Barrows boys will handle it all right. And Mark, why, why have these two <laughs> giants, I know the Rockies have reappeared in the last few years, why would these two giants have faded out of it? But Jesus, I could nearly be looking looking inwards now at my own crowd <laughs> here. We, have, we, have, we thank God we've stayed senior again, but just about skin of our teeth job. 
it's it's hard, very hard to put your finger like because in our case certainly we've been appearing in minor finals and winning the odd one and and just trying to get them to the next stage seems to be our problem um whereas other yeah. clubs can seemingly hold on to guys some there's a club in clear they're out of the championship now they're four adult teams this year because that many want to hurl and and you know they're in an affluent area just down the road as well it'd be six mile bridge of one and all but you know, it's amazing how we finally got a third team in this year for the first time in years and years and um it's just hard to know how it slips so easily, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I'd say, I'd say, look, from experience and years, when a club is very, very successful at adult level for a long period of time, the underage starts to suffer because the club is so focused on the the adult team being successful. So it really, in this situation, I think it's funny, like, BlackRock won minor in 2009, 11, 12, and 13, and then they went on to win under 21 counties in 12, 14, and 15. So they obviously, if you go back eight or 10 years before that, they put a lot of time into a number of groups of players and have brought them through. But it's still they still only have one senior county championship won out of a massive panel of players there over, I would say, from 2009 to 2015, over that six-year period. And I'd say... The Bears are something similar, Anthony, as well. They were very successful. And like when we were growing up, it was the Bears and the Rockies and the Glen used to be going to see. And they were like, because every second Sunday you'll be you'll be watching the Bears. So and like they were both adapted hurling and football at that stage. And I'd say depopulation as well from the city areas was another thing that an awful lot of uh, people went to Ballancolic or came out as Alice Carrick Tool or you know went towards Carrigaline, you know. And this is a generational thing, but there has been huge work, I think, has gone into both clubs at underage level. They went back down to basics. And during that period of time, there was an emergence of country teams then as well. So Newtown Chandram have been really, really strong during that period of time. Sars have contested an awful lot of counties. Middleton have contested a number of them as well. Aaron Zone. So all country clubs. And then you throw in McKilly on top of winning three counties and in the last decade as well. So there, I suppose there has been a shift, Anthony, to, I suppose, a lot of the country teams. And, like, we've only seen two city finals. We saw the Glen and the Rockies two years ago during COVID with the watch on television, no pro was allowed. Like, we haven't seen a city final for 40 years. Like, you know, that's so it's 38 and 40 years. Like, so that shows that there was a shift, I suppose, out of the city to the country clubs, I suppose. But... It's starting to come back now, and it is purely down to the work that's been done at underage in the clubs. That's 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 the the breeding ground of the, the the current modern player, I would say. And the funny thing is, I think both these clubs are going to be around for a while if they can keep them together. And like the Bears have won two footballs, and Jokunim alluded to it. St. Michael's, who's the sister club of the Rockies, have lost five football finals in the last seven years at the, at the second grade. So. You know, that would be something I suppose they'd be trying to write this year. I think they're back in the final again this year. So, like, it, it's unreal the way they've been able to fight on both sides, both on the hurling and the football. And I suppose a lot of people would have thought in the Bears for the last decade that the football was damaging the hurling team. But, you know, they've, they've got it together this year, certainly, and there seems to be an awful lot of harmony. But it is built out, I think, the five or six very special young fellas there, you know. Ben O'Connor, Eaton Toomey, Buckley, um, 
Ben Cunningham and Jack Cahillan, those five lads have been really, really instrumental. And they won a minor county two years ago. Jimmy was involved with them. Brian Hurley was involved in them. So, um, and, and Jock Cunningham has been a huge, I'd say, a huge help to them. I'd say at the start of the season, they weren't going brilliant. Um, but they have really, and I, they were in a relegation final or semi-final a couple of years ago against Carrie Toole. So like, that's only a few years, that's only two years ago. So like they have really turned it around, um, Anthony, in the, in the last 12 months, but more particularly in the last three or four months. They've been really, really good. And, and I, they'll bring a lot to the match on Sunday now. Two, two things Shani, there as well, right? to push um, you before I go, before I go to TJ, if I was to push you, Shani, and what you've seen so far, who'd your hard-earned two euros go on? <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 a difficult one. I I I, and I'd mentioned the cockiness and the swagger and all that 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 the bears have. Um, I I don't know, like. Blackrock started. They've they've gradually been improving. Like they were they were they were lucky to come out of their group. They were beaten. They were gone. We were covering another game as if American. We were getting results through, and Charleville had them beaten, and they were gone. And they got a couple of late scores, and they just about got through. They should have been beaten by Yamaha Kelly, but they showed unbelievable grit. Got two savage goals, and they're probably too good for their own zone in the semi final. But they're definitely getting better and better and better. They're getting more physical. In the warm up, the last day I looked at it and just were baiting hurlies off each other, like they were really going out of hammer and tongs even in the warm up. So, just from the point of view of a tiny bit more, a tiny bit more experience, um, and maybe that physical element, like they've got a really strong half back line. They've John Carmack or um, John Cashman, sorry, Kyle Carmack, Niall Cashman, Stephen Murphy, who's low to the ground, but he's a real man marker, he's a real, real good man marker. Marginally, Dalo, just marginally, I think the Rockies will squeeze through. Marco, believe the neutral man. Neutral, he'll probably go against us, and he'll probably be right. I'd say. But like just before, like you know, you talk about the, the Bears and the Rockies, uh, Dela. You'd have to mention the likes of JBM, uh, John Moyler, Christy Ryan, the Cunyams, Tony Shacknessy, Tony Mayer, and and the Bear side, great players. Then on the on, on the on the Black Rock side, the likes of Jimmy Brown, the Cashmans, Tom and Jim, Dermot McCorton, the Cumminses, Udi Carlin, the Browns, Fergal Ryan, Wayne Sherlock. Like their fellas that ring off the, your tongue, they're like great players that have gone before them. And two teams now trying to set down their own legacies. Like, but the, the farm for me, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pin my my opinion on the match that was played earlier on this season between the two teams. And I don't think there'll be a whole pile of changes in the 15. Owen Finn didn't start the semi-final. That's a big question, Mark, whether he's available or not. Ty DC didn't start in the game in the, the game earlier this year. No. Blackrock hurled the Bears off the field in the first 10 minutes of the game, right? And I mean hurled them off the field. In fairness to the Bears, they made a few changes and they dug in. But the one stat that's there is the, the BlackRock hit 18 wides to six during the course of the game, which meant they had a huge amount of possession. In the semi-final, the Bears went to sleep for 10 or 15 minutes before halftime. TJ covered that game with me. And I believe, like, you know, if the Bears do have a lull during any period of the 60 minutes on Sunday, I think BlackRock will put them to the sword, to be honest about it. Um, I, I'm marginally going for the Rockies. I think the Bears are the coming team in the county. 
and I think they will play, they will win plenty counties in the future. But for me on Sunday, I think the Rockies will sneak. So TJ, there's a load of people out around St. Finbars now will be delighted when they hear this later on with the two boys going for the Rockies. <laughs> what I'm, did you I'm, think, I'm, TJ? I'm, 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 I'm the yeah, I'm happy to take a couple of euros and uh, challenge the boys on Sunday. No problem. I'll I'll take you on. I will be on the bar side. I was impressed with them the last day. Like I, I, I've said this already. I think whichever defence gets organised the best will, will win the game. I think both teams have a lot to offer. But I, I I'm on the bar side. It's something about them the last day. I like their youth and drive and energy and their physique. I I, I said it already. Like Ben O'Connor, Shani reminded me of a young Lee Chin. He was like. Uh, just an unbelievable, and, and that, like his physique now is really ready to step up. Like I don't, I don't know what his situation is into the future, and I'm sure a lot of Cork Hurling fans would love, I'd say, if if, if he kind of gives his allegiance there, because he will definitely be in the squad if he does. But um, himself and eating too many in the middle of the field to swing it, yeah, both sets forwards very good. But I'm going to come down on, on on the side of the bears. The two two interesting things I was going to say, Jadil, was up and down the country. There's always this time of the year let's say, clubs maybe looking for, let's say, a change management. And like that argument of, is it better to have an internal manager like Jer Cunningham, who fully understands the DNA of everything around, can galvanise it, can work the articles with the footballers, get everything going, or do you need kind of fresh blood and somebody from outside, Louis Mulqueen, who can kind of have a fresh look, get rid of all the family and party politics within a club, and change things up, and it's an argument that all of us can argue both both sides of the kind. So it's 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 a tricky one. So we'll see on Sunday which one wins out. The other interesting fact, and I said this to you guys already, was I just looked at the last time the teams played back in 1982, and I suppose like two like loads of household names as Mark called out there. But one interesting fact for our listeners out there was to see in on the Bears team, they had five um, players that played that went on to become intercounty managers. I'm just wondering, is there any club team? that can produce any more than that in terms of inter-county managers. So that was, Jerry Cunningham was in goals for the Bears. Don O'Grady was full-back. John Allen was centre-back. John Myler was wing forward and JVM was full forward. So in terms of inter-county managers, it's a fair haul for a club team. So I'm not sure, I I can't think of any club team in recent times that's come anywhere close, but that'll just tell you the calibre of players that's in that club in the past. But to go back and answer your question is, for me, very tight. I, I think even the bookmakers of this game, really, really tight. Very, very. This is certainly a deaf dog, and I'm, I'm sure from a lot of people. But I'm coming down on the side of the bears. Something about them the last day I liked. Okay, okay. We'll take your uh, expert views on board and look forward to <clears throat> what should be a, a cracker. Um, <clears throat> my own take was I thought it was very open both games. I have to say I thought it would have been a pleasure to play in the forwards in both games especially for the winning sides. Um, it's just incredible, especially the first match, the amount of space that was afforded. So, obviously, with yeah, but I, I'd say, and, yeah, yeah, but Anthony, there's a huge pace, there's a huge mm. pace in the Bell team, Anthony, and mm. the only team I think that are capable of matching that are the Rockies. I don't see them having a whole pile of space on, on, on Sunday. I think this could be a physical game as well. And <clears> I think Simon Stokes, who's rep- Simon oh, Stokes, sorry, I think I can see you know, but that's all the talk oh, is uh, like he he's a good referee to be fair, and if he'll do as good a job as Cahal McAllister did two years ago, because we had a brilliant the Glen and the Rockies was a brilliant spectacle two years ago, and and just 
I would say this, right? And 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 like the referees, and we we've seen all the the, the sound bites about what's happening all over the country at the moment with referees, and and I'm and I'm certainly. 100% in the camp of the referees about giving them the help and the support they need. But I saw the two county finals last weekend and both referees had their wives and kids on the sideline afterwards when the cup was being presented to the winning team. And it just brought me back to, you know, they're human beings just like us all. They're doing a job. They're getting nothing for it. They're volunteers. And they ship an awful lot of criticism that they don't deserve. And I I am firmly in the camp of the referees that they need as much support as possible. And that starts, Anthony, at club level on mentors on the sideline. Would you give the referees a break and just leave them alone? Because they're normal Joe Soaps, the same as us, us, as us all, going around doing a day's work, married, single, have children, whatever. I just thought it was... I just I had to say that because it just... It stuck with me when I saw the referee finding his wife in the crowd, bringing her down, bringing the three kids down, and George Hatchell, I saw him grabbing them together in a group and, and taking a picture. Because it is a massive day for the referee, a county final, and it's a massive day for Simon Stokes and his mentors on Sunday, and he needs support. You're here, you're here. Um, and even though if you do say something a tiny bit wrong in the heat at the moment, you can always walk up to the ref afterwards and say, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have not. Right. It was the he yeah. at the moment got the better of me. That's kind of, I got back involved this year and I've had to do a little bit of that. I have to admit. <laughs> Try with it, yeah. Nothing too serious, though. No. Nothing too, you know, there was nothing vicious involved or anything. Like, was, you open your eyes. <laughs> 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 you know, as much as that, like, you know. uh, no, no, uh, yeah. Just to stick with Cork lads, okay, with Mouth Water and Senior Final. And being played with the Premier Intermediate Final. First of all, Mark, the Senior A Final. Not to be going down now to the, to the Cork under 14. Like, uh, there's no need. Uh, <laughs> but a, a great win for your neighbours, uh, Father O'Neill's. Father O'Neill. Yeah. Really made huge, huge progress over the years. You yeah. eventually got a ride the courses as well, getting beaten. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. I'm sure they were all delighted when I tipped for mine in the semi-final who left me badly down. Um, but, you know, Fader O'Neill have won it the hard way. This is the third final in a row, five points down. Their talisman, Jory Melrick, under all kinds of pro- pro- trouble against Sean Toomey. They made a couple of good decisions. They put the regular fullback Sean O'Connor back in him, quite in Toomey. John Merrick grew into the game as long as, as well as Daniel Harrington. And then Dickie Dalton, who's been having a quite enough season by his own standards, he took off along with Billy Dunn in the second half. Uh, Dalton got six, Dunn got three. Uh, but you'd have to give a little mention to the Merrick family. Five brothers on the team. They contributed eight points from play. Tom Wingback got two. Joe got three. And Johnny, little Johnny in the corner got three as well. And later on a couple, he was outstanding. So, fair play to the, to the Melrick brothers. But a great win. And, of course, um, being in Killa, you might know the, ge- the geography there, but Ferro Neal's Castle Martha and Dungorny are all in the one line, right? The three of them. So, there's two counties have been won on either side. And Castle Martha in the Premier Final and uh, this Sunday against Inascara. So if they if they do the three in a row, because this would be the third county final, they're going for the third promotion in a row. 
up to Senior A Championship, it would be an absolutely fantastic uh, achievement. But a fair bit of a reminder for their neighbours, Kill on one side and Midland on the other side, that there's a lot of county championships being won locally and we're not partaking in any of them. No, if the Midland, they won the senior last year. So I was going to say, it's up to ourselves to get the, the finger on. Middleton are still yeah. the reigning champions. For yeah, another couple of days, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Achani, Inishkara, will they go into that final favourites? Um, will they go into the final favourites? Um, I'm not so sure. Um, no, they topped their group and they were they were automatic semi-finalists. That doesn't always... But it's a, it's a good indicator. They've gone with an outside coaching, just the approach that... TJ mentioned there, um, Gerald's son, Paul, and Mark Prendergast, who was involved with Cork for a number of years. He's gone out in Ascara, and I know some fellas out there, college mate Ben Hart is out there. He's, he, he played a lot of hurling within Ascara, and they say they've completely transformed the club. In Ascara, too, are, you know, it's a big area, and they've a fantastic facility. They get a lot of championship games, a lot of the intermediate championship games will be played up in Ballyanley, and they've, you know, they've the best of facilities out there. The club is crying out for some bit of success. They haven't really made a huge breakthrough. Um, and they've got some good players, Sean O'Donoghue, you know, Valvo Cork, who's playing mm. some great stuff. He kind of plays out the field with his club, in midfield or centre forward at times. And that's probably a matchup that everyone is going to watch. If he does go centre forward, he'll be on young Kieran Joyce, which could be worth the admission, fee alone. Um, Sean has, is, I've seen a couple of the games, but I missed kind of, I saw the group games, but I missed the latter game. Um, and he was meant to be a little bit quieter, but he was excellent earlier in the season. Um, another lad, Owen McCarthy, he won in the 17. They won an All-Ireland title there a couple of years ago. The Cork 17's own was on that. Faded a small, but then but it's coming again good and has been one of the top scorers for in the competition, not just for Inniscarra, but in the competition alone from play. He's playing great stuff. That Casey, he's a good player. So it's a club with great tradition, albeit they haven't been terribly successful over the last couple of years. Um, I just think maybe with the Castle Marker lads, and I maybe I did the Dungorney and Cladove game the last day and Liam, Liam Hurd made a point before the game with a stand to Dungorney. I downplayed it, but in hindsight, it did stand to them. Dungorney had a lot of fellas that played senior hurling, say, with, with their division. And Castle Martin will be in the same boat, say. Um, they obviously mm. have the two Lawtons that have counties. You know, Brian is struggling, I think, Mark, with an injury. Please God, he makes it. Mikey Kelly is a real live wire and had a very, very good campaign with him at Kelly throughout the year. And obviously, Kieran Joyce is an excellent player. So... Joe Stack as well is struggling with an injury by all accounts. They'll be hoping he makes it. But there's probably a little bit more, we'll call it, senior experience, albeit Sean O'Donoghue, who obviously is an inter-county player on the Castle Martyr side. I'm not so sure, Dale. I think Castle Martyr are riding on that crest of a wave. Like Mark said, they've got promotion after promotion. They were convincing winners in the Intermediate A final last year against Sars. They were by far and away the best side in that group. And again... To, to, to be complimentary to the board, those groupings have done have worked really well. Like because we've got a really good Premier Junior final as well Saturday between Tracton and, and Bally Giblin, and Bally Giblin too are in the category of going from promotion to another promotion. So yeah. I just think the momentum that Castle Martin will have, um, they have a brilliant influence on the line with Owen Murphy, brilliant cornerback of Waterford. He's coaching them, I think, Mark, um, yeah. and Seamus Lawton as well, who's a pure Castle Martin man to the core. I think Castle Martin will will, will edge that one. Okay, we look forward. Should be great doubleheader, lads. Hopefully, you get something like the ten or twelve thousand you're hoping to get in for. <laughs> I hope to get down and you uh, into the soft seats, Marco. But to look after me, plenty grub at halftime and all that. Elsewhere, lads. Elsewhere in the hurling world, 
I suppose there's only one place to start, and that's with the All Ireland champions. And obviously, TJ, a massive, massive uh, day for South Liberties rolling back the years um, and and beating the well, which is massive for them. Obviously, they got a few younger players have come through, and then Anthony Nash joined them as well. It was it was a huge lift for them. But we met Barry Nash actually last Friday <clears throat> down a day or the two of us, and. He didn't seem overly confident. He was just doing a good poker face on it, I'd say. It was essential. It is a bonus to get this far. And uh, we thought tonight we played um, Belly Brown that we were going to go out of it, he said. so. But obviously, there's no Keen Lynch involved, but still a huge, huge victory for them. And, and they go on to face the might of Napier Signal, I think. Yeah, a massive win for Liberties. No, no, no two ways about it. Uh, the well would have been strong favourites for it, even though they were missing Keane. Um, Liberties would say would have played their round robin games in the B section, say where two teams came through. So themselves and Kildima came through, and they went in to play two quarterfinals. Um, Liberties playing Patrick's well in one, and Kildima playing in the other. I went to both quarterfinals. Uh, weather-wise, polar opposites. Lovely day on, on Saturday. We're doing Kildima. Set up a good physical game. There was a couple of great tussles there. I watched the game with the great Mike Houlihan on the line and even he was proud of some of the hits and tackles. All very fair now, I have to say. But there was one or two particular hits, right? Uh, where Kyle Hayes and I'm not sure if you know Big Josh Ryan who plays with the Limerick yeah. footballers, right? They're both giants, right? <laughs> and there was a coming together on a come of a couple of occasions and just a great battle. Um, in fairness to Dune, they were without a couple of first-choice players at the start due to injury. Like Barry Murphy has been struggling with a leg injury. Adam English has uh, one or two little issues and Jack Ryan, the three of them didn't start. But they came on at halftime and they definitely swung the game. Adam English, particularly in the second half, was very effective. Got a couple of great scores uh, and for me, turned the tide. Good quarterfinal. So Liberties, on the other hand, really, really Difficult uh, conditions on Sunday, wind and rain. Uh, Paris well missed a few chances early on. Liberty settled into the game. We got a great goal. Brian Ryan scored a good goal in, in half of the second half. Put him ahead and they dug it out. A lot of injury time there. But without Keane, well seemed to struggle. And they kind of struggled all year. So, um, yeah, opportunity. Like now, the prize for South Liberties is a date this Saturday with the might of Napierschig. Uh, will be very difficult. But at the same time, Look, talking about the history and culture of, of some of those clubs in Cork, like Liberty is very coloured as well. We, we, we all know like what, what they, they've done in the past. It's been a long time uh, since they've been in the semi-final. I think someone said it was 85. So uh, Barry Nash is playing centre-forward for them and, and, and playing quite well, very effective. Got a couple of points in place, taking the freeze as well. So Shiny was on about, like I said, Shiny, I don't know who played out the field. That's where Barry Nash plays for them. He probably is more a natural forward anyway, Dale, or you probably would have. Mm. Like they found the best with cornerback. But Not a bad playing very well. No, not a bad cornerback. Um, definitely playing, 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 playing very well. So yeah, look, no doubt the Pierce will be favoured. They definitely have the stronger forward line on paper, but uh, that's on Saturday. And then on Sunday, very much maybe a fifty-fifty game more so. Dune and Kilmallock. Um, Dune are obviously obviously the team trying trying to maybe get this first county title. They haven't won one yet. They have a lot of inter-county players through the team. Uh, Richie English was exceptionally good at centre-back the last day for him. Dara Donovan in the middle of the field. Pat Ryan has been playing brilliant for them as well. Might have been his best game last week, but he's been very good for them all year. So they have plenty of players. If, and like Barry Murphy looked like he was a, a little bit injured again towards the end of the game. If they're all right, if they have them all, they'll, they'll have a fair hop off Kim Malik. Um Kim Malik, obviously in the Munster Club final last year. We all know again some of the players playing with him. Mark, we've seen him a couple of times. They've added Shane mm. O'Brien to their inside forward line, which has given them a new lease of life. Mm. He's a big player for them. Yesterday. He is, 
yeah, he's 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 very young. Uh, he was under seventeen last year. Art so school, I should say. Art school. In, Art school, yeah. yeah. So for 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 an inside forward, he's been very effective. So a good battle in store there. So two nice semi-finals, I suppose. Look, most people around the county would be probably leaning towards the Kilmallock Nipiri final, saying they are the best two teams at the moment. Look, I'm sure, like you said there earlier on, if you go to the other dressing rooms at the moment, certainly in Dune, they'll fancy their chances given the players they have in, in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah. Boiling up uh, very nicely there in, in Limerick. Um, in Clare, um, two good semi-finals. Um, Ballier, that little bit stronger and balanced than, than Cratlow felt. Um, especially they the had um, Gerard O'Connell, Goji send off two yellows he was a little bit unlucky um, after half was through the first half and still had a bit to spare over Cratlow and the ominous thing I suppose um, outside of Mossy Gavin getting seven points and, and Gary Brennan coming on as a sub for the first time this year Gary better known as a footballer but a great hurler obviously especially mm-hmm. club level yeah. didn't think didn't think he'd play with them but he came on and got a full half an hour under the belt um, the ominous, ominous thing for me is that so many Nile D was outstanding, Jack Brown was outstanding, um, but Tony Kelly really showed, and he's been struggling a bit for form to get going, but he really showed some flashes of, of absolute brilliance and, and lit up Cusick Park. And then the following day, then, um, as you said, TJ conditions not as good, but huge psychological long time since they were in the final. I think it could be 19 years there, Oganis going for the double as well. Um, beating Six Mile Bridge, who were probably most people's favourites. Um, uh, the bridge down, Cahill Malone, all right, but they're all with Shane O'Donnell again continuing in, in superb form. And this time, uh, they made a massive move actually at half time. They put, I think, they were so conscious that the bridge were gone so conscious of Shane O'Donnell, they put David Reedy in beside him in the corner. And all of a sudden, they're two pronged inside. And the danger with that is you didn't get it up to him, but the very first ball went up, really won it round to these men and stuck it. And a drawn match uh, could have gone either way, but then Bellier or Erog uh, shown that little bit more. So you have a fascinating final with the townies and their near neighbours. That used to be us one time uh, taking on the townies, but it's Bellier now this time uh, out on the western side of the town. So it should make for a great, great final in two weeks' time. We'll be there ourselves. Um, as usual, we're not there for the twenty-five year thing anymore now, but uh, <laughs> we'll get a day out of it anyway. But yeah, should be a great final, lads. Um, one, one that I hope is televised if it'll be streamed. Anyway, if not, um, a few more bits of housekeeping. I suppose we give you uh, credit to Tip, uh, Killadangan again, coming good. Uh, I know from meeting Shane Hassett down. Um, down with us in Gorn Park a couple of weeks ago, he was quietly confident that Drummond Inch. I think we're. You know, they were going along nicely. They weren't as dependent on, on Shamey. But I think Kiladang and Sean, they've saved their best performance of the year for this one. And and had, uh, I think it was four points to spare, 121, 117. And Kilroy McDonald's, who've been threatening for a long time after a nice bit of underage success. Um, I suppose they were favourites against Upper Church and they duly delivered by six points. So again, two two NAR tip teams in the final uh, should should be fascinating. Um Great final to look forward to, lads, in Kilkenny. Can't be everywhere this Sunday. But, um, <laughs> God, like, I mean, that Cody fella has some influence over things, hasn't he? <laughs> Unbelievable. You've been threatened with relegation. Really it <laughs> yeah. wasn't looking great. And, obviously, 
being in being in Gorn as well a couple of weeks ago, we met loads and loads of Kilkenny people, and and uh, I suppose the influence of Cody alone, lads, is incredible now. Asher, he's just he's unbelievable. Like, and you know, Hoggy was there, Charlie was there, Brian Hogan's brother, I think, is a Ken or Kieran is his name. Keith, great Keith. crack. They, 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 Tara. What was his name? Yeah, Keith he was there with Tara, and, and both of them asked each other in the county final. <laughs> Yeah. He was given out afterwards that we didn't give him the mic because he had a couple of stories he'd like to draw right under the bus for a few of them. But um, Jesus, Cody is just unbelievable. Like, you know, and, and to come back and get the team into the county final is just, but like, of all the teams that you're facing against, Belly Hill, Shamrocks, you know, like they are the kingpins really of hurling at the moment at, at the top level. Um, It'll be hard on the call, really. I, I suppose you have to fancy Belly Hill Shamrocks. That's the reality. Um, well, but you know, when you when you have Cody inside in your dressing room, he makes teams walk a foot taller. So we'd have to watch this space. I suggest. Yes, yeah, it's their forward line, TJ. Really, I end up they're good all over the field. Um, don't get me wrong, Joy Holden and his dad said he passed away. I think recently enough as well, and both has been around from having maybe planned the years traveling. So. Right. And they're good all over, but the forward line is just exceptional. Like if it isn't Cody, it isn't uh, Mullen, if, and if it isn't one of the two of them, it could be Mr. TJ or it isn't him, it just could be Colin Finley. Colin Finley. Like, incredible. Like, you know, fairness, like what, what club team can call on a forward line of Adrian Mullen, Owen Cody, Colin Finley, then join TJ Reid? Like it's, mm. it's, it's his off the charts. Richie Reid, in fairness, directs the ship there as well, centre back. Uh, just a very strong club team and like look in fairness to them they've put all the titles all the way up along they were just very unfortunate last year with, with Belly Gunner but um, just consistently exceptional club team over the last number of years I'm sure uh, Cody will relish it um, I think Belly Hale are strong favourites and um, it'll be difficult for the village but uh, how could you write off Cody Shani? Yeah how could you and like we've all coming up with we, like each club will have some sort of a connection with a club up the country. We, in the then we always seem to have a connection with James Stevens. We used to go up and play a minor competition um, every year. Um, we still do it, I think. And uh, I think Seamus Odewire is doing the coaching inside of Seamus Elishman. Um, so you'd always have one eye out on a club that you might have had a, a connection with. Killeran, McDonough's and Tip, just some of your calling out teams there. We went up and we were in the Fela and they host us. You know the way you get a club hosting you? So Killer Ryan hosted us in 16. We got to the final after, beaten by Fate Harriers. But, I mean, they hosted us so well. We, we, we stayed there on the Friday and Saturday night and we had a savage night on the Saturday with them. Brilliant, brilliant club. Um, um, so I think it's Lingainer's club, isn't it? Like, they were is, yeah. so, so warm. And so when you see teams like that coming through, you always have one eye on those teams. And I have a couple of pals in James Stevens, And like you said, Talking to them last sort of August, early September, it was oh, we're in right trouble and we won't do this and do that. And Dan is a pal of mine up there. And then you meet Dan two weeks later and we're buzzing, we're after doing this and we're after doing that. And the common denominator then obviously is Mr. Cody himself. Um, yeah. And he brings that X factor or something. But uh, yeah, I went to the final last week against Belly Gunner. And even in inter county stage, I know Limerick were better, TJ, but Kilkenny weren't that far off. Like, so Kilkenny no. as a county weren't far off. Ali Hale as a club side weren't far off an all-earned title. You have to say the um they, they carry the favourite side without sure, without doubt. Yeah, and uh, around the uh, the counties then lads, um in Castletown winning in Westmead, um won well, I think uh Clock Bellacala won well in, in, in Leash, beating Camras. 
unbelievable scenes in Offaly, lads, for Shinron. First time ever. But the first time ever is unbelievable altogether, isn't it? And uh, I'd say they're hardly, they're just about straightened up up there at this stage. I can imagine, like, you know. But, um, yeah, great, great congrats to all those. I'm probably forgetting someone now. TJ, will you fill us in on how things are in Galway at this stage? Don't be down to the quarterfinal. Or yeah, I see just, a playoff there between Etten Roy and Erdrahan there the weekend. I'm still confused, though. Yeah, um, to, just before I go to Galway, uh, Shai mentioned there about um, fairline competitions. One of the teams that visited Gary's plan in the past is Keedy Lovdarig in from Armagh. Great club as well, great history underage. And actually, would you believe they're actually in the Armagh County Hurling final this weekend as well? So, is it just when you have a connection? Yeah, yeah, I know he's on me that already. We are cool Collins from the city, we're twinned with them. <laughs> yeah, um, to go to Galway. So Galway this weekend is preliminary quarterfinals. So obviously, um, with two groups the way they were set up, uh, four teams went through to a straight quarterfinal, and then obviously the next eight qualified. So we're in preliminary quarterfinals. There were teams get an extra game. The teams who are sitting have a little bit of time off to get ready. So we're still kind of a little bit out. So we're 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 still a step away from the quarterfinals in Galway. So final, a lot to play for yet. Projected for the thirteenth of November, TJ. 13th of November, yeah. That was kind of one of the things you'd be always looking at from Garbage Championship. It just seems to go on forever. Like they, they go hurling football, hurling football. There's no doubt for me that they can take a couple of weeks off it. I'm sure the players and people, maybe other clubs, it's difficult for, I suppose maybe I, I, I speak with my St. Thomas's hat in terms of the last number of years, the split season, whilst the players are in favour of it, right? On the successful clubs, let's say Belly Hale or let's say St. Thomas's, who have been involved in the back end of their championship year in, year out, you go straight from the inter-county, straight into the club. And when that club goes on all the way, when that's over, you literally go straight back into the inter-county again. So those players have had really, I'd say, a five-year... I'd say if you looked at their map over a five-year period, it's, it's, it's tricky. But I will agree with you, Dello. I just think it goes on a little bit too long. November the 13th is too late. They don't have a Connacht club, so they're not under pressure mm. for time. And that's why they push it out. I really think they could condense it. They are changing the number of senior teams, and and, and so there is change. Down and, to, yeah. yeah, Claude is driving that, and I do I do think you will see some changes over the coming days. But certainly, I think that window could be brought right back a bit. Yeah. And Thomas has bounced back with a savage win over Clarence Bridge. I think they did, and uh, they've put themselves as I said. They after getting themselves the months now where they basically can go away, get their house in order, um, like the other teams. But all the big teams are still left in the championship in Galway, mm-hmm. so a lot to play for their early sp- early stages. So we'll, we'll we'll report further in due course. Okay, and to mention as well as uh, the Antrim final, I think this weekend should be cracker Dunlay in Cushendal. No love last there. Um, should draw a huge crowd into Belfast and to shout out to Portaferry winning down as well. Tight battle with Ballycran, I think, last weekend. So um I think that's that's most things covered. Um maybe any Fogra Fogras. Shout out, lads. We're at a fundraiser tonight up in Burr. Uh for Borges, some lineup up there, mostly hurling lads, and somehow Michael Verney has managed to come up with Mickey Hart as well in the middle of it. So uh, should be should be good crack. Usually, there's a good bit of old hospitality up there when you go there as well. No doubt, Mr. Wheelhands will probably be visitors at some stage, but I think it's in the county arms uh, tonight. There's still a few tickets left. I think I'm not supposed to say there's so many. There's only one or two, but um, they can be bought online from the club. Um, looking forward to that tonight. Uh, should be should be good crack. 
suppose yeah, Brian, me, Brian Mullins has passed away, Dalos, since the last oh, time we spoke. Yeah. Massive, Not so sure he was a great hurling man, but he was definitely he was a great Vincent's man anyway. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Because trying to get yeah. fields off him, gotta be a good team. Of UCD or or of uh, Vincent's over the years was always a challenge, but uh, no, uh, a, a great uh, character, um, and you know, tough man. Like I always remember Lee, reading Liam Hayes's book, um, Liam, the great midfielder for for Sean Bylan's me team, and he eventually saying, I think it was around eighty four or five, that they finally beat Mullins. He didn't said they beat Dublin. They finally kind of downed. Mullins, and that's when they knew they could beat Dublin. And some, some tri- tribute to the man. Um, he, he's a, he's a, he, he was a great character. All, taken all too soon, I would say. Such full of life. I mean, everyone would tell you. Just listen to some of them on the radio there last weekend, and that listen to Paddy Cullen. That who was a you know a good ten years older than him, because obviously Paddy was twenty nine when Brian started off in in, in seventy four. He was a great character and uh, he'd be much missed. He was much loved um, up there and was f- famous in UCD as well, the job he'd done there, along with Dave Billings, two of them gone now, hard to believe it. All I used to remember yeah. my six years in Dublin was the two of them passing me out on bicycles. Uh, you know, uh, go away, you coachy. I bought to them. So, uh, <laughs> so they're, they're, just, they're, they're two toppers and uh, to his family. Uh, we pass on our condolences there. Uh, there's probably a few more gone as well as the one I'm thinking of straight off. Uh, forgot to mention, Larry, the Temple Derry Kenyans are like Clarecastle. We stayed up for another year. Uh, a good win there against Airog and Akarty, Larry. So well done, especially to you. Um, anything else you want to highlight, lads? We're near, we nearly held it to the hour, an hour and ten. Yeah, 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 he just not yeah, finished. I, I got to go. I, I'm going to have um, my selfish hat on here, right? So Gary Splan, GEA, have a draw coming up on New Year's Eve, Marco. We're doing a car draw, 20 euros, brand new Ford Focus to the winner, 2023 plate. Uh, we've teamed up with Cleaners Foundation uh, Club and the foundation, trying to raise a few quid there, trying to keep the show on the road, keep the youngsters going on the straight and narrow. They'll all try and challenge Love. all these big clubs in the city for, Johnny, the, for the future. Johnny surely buy one of those. Here, of course, yeah. <laughs> not a matter. And 20 euros, Johnny, I'll be down Sunday, I'll get it off you. And uh, the other one is... Um, my New York buddies, they've invited us over again. So Limerick, we're, we're going over again, celebrating all the three in a row, as you will all know. I know, just just myself. So just a shout out to the boys. Ah, DJ, come on. The bags are really packed. We're, we're on the way. So to, Jackie Terrell is invited. Uh, Jackie Terrell is coming on the plane with us. I'm not sure how he wrangled the invitation, but he's definitely coming on the plane. So um, no, good weekend in store there, the first weekend of November. So to, to Eddie and... To, the Mackies and Pat Reedy and all them to all the boys and Finbar over there and if and Mary we, we, we're, we're getting the bags packed we're on the way see so <laughs> if and Mary <laughs> the top seat right there you alright Marco Shani have you anything to oh just Mark will be waving to the crowd on, on Sunday so oh, oh, years, so. oh yeah yeah very good the suit. have you practiced it yeah. you, you, you mentioned about winning for the first time all I do is I'll finish off with Five o'clock in the morning, down in um, a public house uh, on the night that we won the first county for the McKilly. The barman said, right, lads, I'm off to bed. Help yourself to the bar if you want. And there was about 100 people, and there was not one person took a drink. We were sazzled. We were done. But thanks to the thanks to the TSB bank afterwards, Dela, we were above with the men in the match award at about 1 o'clock that day. And it was, I'd have to say... Probably the best 40, 48 hours of my life it was just incredible. 
winning a county for the first time, people coming from all of East Cork, right? And you mentioned about the 16 clubs. There was about 23 clubs involved, and there was people from every one of those clubs came to support that Immaculate team, and we had a fantastic night and with a couple of fantastic days afterwards. And we met up in y'all last, uh, last Friday night for a reunion, unfortunately. Our main man at the time, Sean O'Leary, is no longer with us, wasn't uh, able, wasn't there. So that was a bit poignant. But we remembered him and we gave him the respect that Sean and the due respect that he deserved for, for winning that. And um, we'll be, I don't know, so people won't even know who we are. I suppose next Sunday with Taylor, we'll be out there and we'll be giving a bit of a wave to the crowd. Get a full lint mirror, Mark, now uh, over the next couple of nights. And Gilly, Gilly used to be at that before we came out for the Ireland. He was. Every wedding he went there for about six months before, Gilly used to be coming out awesome. doing there. Or would you prefer all this? Like, or would you just a little, you know, yeah. It worked for him, it worked for him. He got a, he got a beautiful reception. The two hands and the one hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the stuff, that's the stuff. Great stuff, boys. Yep. Great stuff. Larry would be very happy with us at the time. He will. So we should be out good and early today and we might see next week. I don't know what the schedule is. Football final, obviously, but uh, there might be a review at some stage. Um, we'll see what way things are going. Uh, we'll get the word out there anyway. Good stuff. Cheers, lads. Stuff, see you, See you, Mark. Cheers, lads. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. It's going to tip the scale. Just remember that, lads. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on. Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 